to Hannibal Focus, where we talk about all things Hannibal all the time and find out what's going on here in America's hometown. I'm your host, Megan Duncan, and we are a production of Muddy River News. Hey everyone, I am here today with the United Way of the Mark Twain Area's monthly spotlight. So we're excited today, um, going, we're going to spotlight Salvation Army, and I'm going to let Denise Dameron, director of the United Way, start out by telling you a little bit about that. Yeah, so as you know, every month the uh, United Way highlights a different partner agency. We have 17 organizations that benefit financially from our campaign. And so today we, and I say there's much greater benefits additionally than just money from United Way. At least I hope so. Absolutely. Um, but we are here today with our friends at Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Amanda Bowen and Chad Douglas are here with us. And so Amanda and Chad, do you guys just want to give an overview? What is Salvation yeah. Army? What do you guys do, um, you know, with within the community? Yeah, well, we've been in the Hannibal community for about 133 years. We wow. were actually um, here before... Quincy had a Salvation Army. So, and when you ask what we do, I don't know how long the podcast is, but <laughs> we do a lot. And I think yes. everyone thinks we help the homeless and that's it, yeah. which we do. We help mm-hmm. house the homeless. We sure. also feed them. We've got a food pantry here in town. We've got a bread line. Mm-hmm. We'll also do rent and utility assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, we do medication. We'll do transportation mm-hmm. vouchers and uh, uh, disaster services. So really it's like, if you're having trouble, come talk to our folks like Amanda Mm -hmm. and she's gonna find a way to help you out. Absolutely, and I'm gonna jump in here. Mm -hmm. So at United Way, we kind of operate, out of COVID, the hospital was getting calls that made absolutely no sense for them to Mm -hmm. deal with. And so our office during that time became the community helpline. Right. And it is state, the community helpline. So when people don't know where to call, they call us and we connect them. Mm -hmm. Um, They can also dial 211, but anyway. So our office acts as our community helpline. The majority of referrals that I give are actually to Salvation Army. I haven't pulled the stats recently, Mm -hmm. but nonetheless, Salvation Army is where I send the most referrals. Even though at times I know there might not be financial assistance available, I know that other assistants sometimes can make all the difference in the world. And sometimes just having a case manager help people look at their picture also is very helpful. Yeah, there's times, and I'll let Amanda speak to this because she's the boots on the ground here in town, but there's sometimes it's a conversation Mm -hmm. that will help. And I know she's helped a handful of folks without giving any financial assistance or maybe 20 bucks to do this or whatever, Mm -hmm. and it's fixed that particular problem. Yeah, and a lot of it is is, um, you can... um, put everyone in a statistical category all you want, but these are individuals that have stories and their stories are unique. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times hearing that story and um, trying to figure out how they can prioritize their needs because the problem I have found is that all of those needs come boiling to the top all at one time. Mm -hmm. And when they do that, everything is just chaos. They don't know, they have to do this, 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 and they don't understand or know how. Um, to really put those things in order. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times it's just having that conversation and hearing their story and letting them tell it and then thinking about the resources that we have in our community, which are we have an abundance of resources. It's a matter of, of making sure those people are knowledgeable in those and how to utilize those. So we really do try to give a hand up. It's not just a pantry. It's not, you know, 
I'm going to pay part of your rent. I'm going to pay your utilities. It's it's what can we do to help you become successful in your life? That's right. And how and how you can be okay again mm -hmm. and know when to utilize the services that we have here mm -hmm. and then what to do with those services after you leave. And a lot of times people present with one issue. Yes. I need help with this. But then you start sitting there and you peel back those layers to the, the onion. Um, and there's so much more going on and it's like, oh, this all makes sense why you need this because of this series of events that occurred. Um, and sometimes it's things that people completely have absolutely no control over at all. You know, well, my spouse was diagnosed with cancer. They had to quit their job. Um, our kid, you know, got sick. The car broke down on and on it goes. Mm -hmm. Inflation um, is up eight to 10%. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been huge. Yeah, yeah. There's a family of six at my house. Uh -huh. That grocery bill sure is fun. Oh, so, yeah. you know, that's one, don't even, that's one word to describe it. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> don't even talk about eating out. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. Which my kids think we should do all the time. Yeah. But, you know, yes, mine too. Yeah. yeah. Um, probably some of my favorites that come in that are, you know, do you help with, um, do you help with uh, my tires? blown or I had to patch it and it, I really need to get it replaced. Will you help with that? Um, I can, but how much money do you spend in groceries? Mm -hmm. You know, that's my first question. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't need help with groceries. I, I have that covered, but how much do you spend? Mm -hmm. Because it's a matter of taking off those blinders and thinking and seeing the bigger picture because I can fill your pantry utilizing my food pantry. Um, and that's probably going to knock $50 off mm -hmm. of your grocery bill very mm -hmm. quickly. Yeah. Uh, you know, what about how much do you spend on utilities? She, the lady worked. Uh, she, she just had this come up and she needed to get that fixed. And, you know, sometimes there's a lot of things that we have to go through to get something as simple as a tire patched or a new tire replaced because you have to have insurance. You have to be up to date. Your car mm -hmm. has to be legal. You have to be a legal driver. And so... You have to have your property tax paid. Yes. Yeah. Missouri. Yes. Yep. And, you know, so my question to her was, well, how much does your utility run? You know, how much do those run? Because she said um, that the tire was going to cost around $100, $150. Well, her utilities ran $100 and $150. And I said, well, let's... Why don't we apply for utility assistance? Mm -hmm. Because if we can take care of that for you, then you're going to have your pocketbook available to take mm -hmm. care of your tire. And those utility yeah. assistance funds, I'm assuming you were talking about at NECAC, which, yeah. oh, no. no, in this case, you had a utility fund. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. so our monthly, um, generalized monthly services will take care of um, partial rent payment, utilities, um, you know, we will do medications if they're not covered by your insurance. I've bought, um, you know, like SBO2 monitors, blood pressure cuffs, because their insurance didn't cover that. I've done that for people too. Work boots, you know, with mm -hmm. our LEAP program, anything to gain or retain employment. Mm -hmm. So there, there are many ways to look at it, but in just taking the complexity of let's get your tire fixed to why don't we yeah. switch that need to utilities and then use mm -hmm. your utility money to take care of the need for your tire. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's just thinking about how you can utilize your funds to the best possible way, you know, best possible way. That's a really deep level of help. I love how you do that, how somebody comes in and you're like, okay, let's look at all the areas of your life. You're not just looking at what, what their words are. You're coming in and you're saying what's really happening under the surface of your life and how can we how can we help that? I don't think a lot of people realize that, that the Salvation Army goes that deep. I like to think that they do now. 
Yeah. <laughs> had enough people come in. And, um, you know, and, and a lot of these things that I've taken care of recently have been very unique. They've not necessarily really even needed financial assistance. Mm-hmm. They've needed guidance on yeah. what to do next, where to go, who mm-hmm. to utilize services with. Um, you know, I'm always telling everyone about Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. Yeah. I'm telling everyone about parents as mm-hmm. teachers because if we can, mm-hmm. you know, sur- if we can provide the support families need mm-hmm. to build them up from the home mm-hmm. and then they're able to come and speak with us and talk with us, um, we can help them in so many other aspects from yeah. budgeting, you know, knowing how to uh, utilize your budget, knowing how to talk to your landlord when you were out of work for a week sick and you know that paycheck is going to be short. Absolutely. Um, you know, so there's, you know, people that are moving into a new place, having a checklist of things they need mm-hmm. to cover with their landlord. Mm-hmm. Communication, surprisingly enough, no one really knows how to do that right. Well, absolutely. And there's a lot of fear, of course, with that, too. If I tell them I'm going to be late, then they're going to evict me. Yes. And so fear a lot of times. And landlords also have been people, so sometimes they understand much mm-hmm. more than people would anticipate. Yeah. And they also have many times other mentors that have experienced different hardships. And many times they're also thankful. Thanks for at least telling me. Yes. Instead of me just wondering where your check is. Well, mm-hmm. and not just tell them. Tell them what your plan is. Mm-hmm. Just, I was out sick, and I don't think I'm going to be able to make rent this this month and I would rather them call and say hey um, I was out sick my kid was out sick and I wasn't able to work so my paycheck is really short but I want to let you know that I've been in contact with Amanda at Salvation Army I've been in contact with Mike at Douglas mm-hmm. I've contacted Gwen at NECAC and I'm trying to figure out what services I can qualify for so that the money that I would put somewhere else can be utilized towards rent or how can I ask them what can I do you know, to stay in your good graces. and But, you know, my biggest problem is that I have people coming in, they're three months behind on rent. That's what I was going to say is don't wait until it's too late. Yeah. If you're starting no. to have problems, reach out now because it can mm-hmm. get fixed yeah, a lot when sooner. Absolutely. I mean, people come forth with thousands of dollars of back rent due. Yes. That's impossible to tackle. No mm-hmm. agency here um, is likely to be able to help, even, even if we're partnering. And, mm-hmm. and we partner all the time with NECAC because they only cover electric, we'll take care of the water and sewer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those partnerships and camaraderie between the agencies is also going to benefit any client. Yeah. And it's just, you know, don't think that coming and asking for help is a sign of failure or weakness. Mm-hmm. It is not. We all have needed help at some point. Right. And just knowing that it's okay and knowing when to ask so that you can better equip yourself with the mm-hmm. knowledge you need if it happens again. Absolutely. Life happens on a regular. It mm-hmm. does. Well, Denise and I have talked before about how anybody can end up in a situation where they need help. You're really just an illness away. A, there's just so many things. Accident. You know, accident. Absolutely. All of those things. Yeah, where you could be the person that that does need help. So it's there's no shame in needing help. No, but there's just that stigma. There is. And, you know, I suffer from it too. I think a lot of us do. Yeah. I am not immune. It is hard to ask for help. It is. But it's really hard when you're so far behind and needed to do it a long time ago and yeah. now you're really stuck. And mm-hmm. I think too, one thing that's important is that when we see individuals in the community, maybe in our personal lives, who we are recognizing signs that, you know, maybe we know something that's gone on, something that's happened, and you know that whatever that might be is going to result in a hardship for them. Going ahead and intervening then then and saying, hey, have you thought about connecting with? Mm-hmm. Have you thought about, you know, reaching out to? 
um, you know, and just encouraging people before they end up with that $3,000 back rent due that many, t I say many times, at times we see um, through our agency partners, instead of waiting till that point, let's go ahead and cut it off at the chase and try to get people connected to where they need to go mm -hmm. now. Well, and some so, of, you know, some of the biggest um, issues that we're seeing is that a lot of rentals are above, you know, Fair market value. Fair market value. Mm -hmm. So this is also something that I've had a lot of discussion with clients because they're, well, I can't afford $850 for this fairly new um, two-bedroom in a newer area, but I can afford the $550 and in, in this older rental. So what I have to tell people is, one, you need to call and get the history, the billing history, because t odds are you're going to be paying more at the older than you are at the newer even though the newer is exceeded because at least they're energy efficient. Mm -hmm. You might only be paying $100 for your utilities mm -hmm. at the two bedroom for 850, where you could be paying three to $400, depending on how, you know, how efficient the equipment in that home that runs. That's such an excellent point. So you, you could be out more money yeah. choosing the older property that you can afford the monthly rent instead of looking at everything as a whole. Absolutely, yeah. So it just, it does take away some of the options that you would have for rental assistance. It just goes back to the whole thing of let's evaluate the situation. Mm -hmm. Let's look at your utilities. Let's look at your phone bill. Mm -hmm. Let's look at what you're paying for Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. Let's look at this. Like, you know, do you, do you qualify for food stamps? Are you wanting to go back to school? What, what, can, what do you want to do? Because our job is beyond rent payments and utility payments. Our job is to help our community members and our neighbors become successful. Yes. And everyone has a different definition of success. Absolutely. And that's why I refer so many people to Amanda. <laughs> I know. Because I know she's going to sit there and really just handhold, for yeah. lack of better terms, and really just yeah. get to know that person on a personal level, mm -hmm. um, really ensure that she gets a full picture of what's going on to be able to really then yeah. intervene in the best ways. And I would also argue the most ways, mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that are going to help that person, whether that be a, a grandparent perhaps that is taking custody of a grandchild or a single parent or a couple that's ha really struggled and fallen on hard times. Whatever it is, it's like, let's rally around this person mm -hmm. um, with all the resources we can possibly give. We can't give them all, um, but let's make certain that um, we're able to give the most support possible to this person. So yeah. hopefully then they don't have to keep coming back and asking for help continually. And just Absolutely. to be fair, I called Denise plenty. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's the thing yeah. that's interesting with both United Way, Salvation Army, we've mentioned NECAC, we've yeah. mentioned Douglas. Like, everyone works so well together yeah. here I in have this noticed that in yeah. this community, that there is a constant of, okay, this this person comes to me, but hey, the, this organization can help you. It's right. not a competition. Nope. It's no, everyone working together. No yeah. agency wants to tackle this all by themselves. No, I can tell course. you that. No, no, can. no yeah. Nobody can. Yeah. 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 And if, you know, that's the thing. If, if any of the organizations that provide support would close the door and leave, everybody would be heartbroken mm -hmm. around, you know, the social yes. service community table. We would be concerned. Like, they can't leave because we what are them. we going to do when we have, yeah. you know, so. Exactly. Well, and one of the most interesting, interesting ones, it was the least managed case that I had, and it really wasn't even a case. I had a gentleman who was getting evicted. He was renting and had been um, for a very long time at the high rise. Mm -hmm. He's also a veteran. And I looked and I said, well, do you own your home? He said, have you ever owned a home? And he said, no. And I said, well, you would probably qualify for a veteran's 
loan for home ownership and I gave him a couple names of realtors. I said, that's their expertise, but that's just something because he made very good money, which also disqualified him oh. for a lot of the services that right. I could refer him to. Mm-hmm. And within a month and a half, he bought his first home. That is so awesome. You know, and I love that story. If you are a veteran, regardless of how you were discharged, know that one, you're still a veteran. Yeah. And two, doesn't mean you're not going to qualify mm-hmm. um, for any services whatsoever through any of these yeah. programs. So it's something to really think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, veterans are probably the hard-headedest people I've ever dealt with. <laughs> <laughs> and they're ones that I love so much in our community that I don't feel like um, I feel like we have a need for those services mm-hmm. for our veterans. They wanted to be the helpers. They are the They helpers. don't want to be the yeah. ones that are getting helped. So, they are And the they helpers. are the helpers. That's so true. And, and their service continues so far beyond yeah. their, their active duty. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times they're doing, they're, they're spearheading food drives yeah. and Thanksgiving dinners and Absolutely. Christmas for our veterans that are homebound and yeah. making sure that those people are taken care of but yeah. sometimes they need that help too yeah and it's it's awesome that we're able to uh, utilize all of the resources um and businesses that are willing to support us it's a huge reason to why we're successful well yeah. just the knowledge there you know the knowledge of well have you thought about it like this because that many times let's reframe this so we're getting you know this is no longer going to be a living situation but you could you have the solution you don't know you have the solution, know but yep. you know you can do this independently. Mm-hmm. Um, just that encouragement piece and connecting to the right, right place obviously made that all come together. Yes. Sometimes a second set of eyes is very eye-opening because they, their clients might not look at it that way. Where someone like Amanda can go, but let's look at the big picture and, yeah. like you said, start peeling. I prefer layers of cake instead of onions. Hey, like whatever. There we go. Works. I'm with you. I'm with <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I will eat all that cake. There will be no layers left. <laughs> <laughs> Another reason why the agencies partner well together, uh, odds, odds are they've contacted other agencies and mm-hmm. they were referred and referred and sometimes by the time they get to me, they've been given four different phone numbers mm-hmm. and I don't want to do that to them anymore. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to hear what they have to say. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they're just calling. I've had, re- most recently, um, I've had referrals from um, Department of Mental Health for a case that was, that one was unique. But the biggest thing that these people just require is your time, and that's also the hardest thing that we're able to sacrifice because we're all so busy, especially in yeah. in this world. Yeah. Um, nonprofit world is never ending; it's never stopping, um, and so you really do need to utilize the time that you have the best. Yeah. But experiencing those moments with individuals also expands your knowledge base. Yeah. So that you're able to help others mm-hmm. better than what you already yeah. were. So. Yeah. And I love that. I love the knowledge that you have that you can use to then, like you said, you're a veteran. I know about this. And that just opens up a whole new world. So. You know, I had I had a gentleman who had been homeless living in, in an abandoned house um, for years. And, this, and these are very common situations yes, in our community. Yeah. It was his mother's home, no electric, no nothing, no phone, bad area in town, but his was his mom's house. City was condemning it and he had to find another place to live. Now I had met with this person several different times and it wasn't until probably our fifth meeting. Um, I asked, you know, I'm just going through the application again. Are mm-hmm. you a veteran? Well, no. And I was like, what do you mean? Well, either you are or you aren't. He actually was a veteran, and he oh. had 
he had other than honorable discharge, so he's always said that he wasn't a veteran. Um, I was able to connect him with Welcome Home and the Phoenix program. He got into an apartment um, in Monroe City, and the Welcome program got him a bed and a TV. He he couldn't tell me the last time that he slept in a bed, much less he didn't think he had ever slept in a new bed. And this was probably one of the very first cases Uh, that I had that was pretty big a couple of years ago and he's still there and he's still thriving and he's still doing well Um, but he had he had lived in literal squalor for at Mm. least five years I think Um, and his neighbor would bring him to me and they would allow him to come over and grab a shower or have a meal Mm. Um, so it's it's those stories that uh, you know that really they hurt the heart, but they're also expanded when you're able to work Absolutely. with someone to, to help them yeah. resolve a situation that they've lived in unnecessarily yeah. for that long. Well, so, Amanda mentioned Monroe City, too, because yeah. I take the opportunity to say we cover Marion, Monroe. Lewis, Rawls, Monroe, and Shelby counties yeah. here on the Missouri side of things. Mm-hmm. And I'll also throw in, it's not so shameless plug, but when you mm-hmm. donate in those counties, that money stays here Absolutely. on this side of the river. That's so, important to know. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah, that's super <clears throat> important. And I think it's also... You know, the fact, one, that people need to know they can come to you in their state that they're in. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to get it together a little bit and then go to the Salvation Army. Oh, please don't. If somebody came in asking for help and they had it all together, I'd feel awful. Yeah. Like, I think think people are, like, scared scared to come in when, when they don't have any clothes or, you know, things like that. But then, like you said, um... The fact that the Salvation Army does keep things local, mm-hmm. I would love to talk about that a little bit, just so people know where their donations are going. Um, so let's let's talk about that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And Salvation Army as a whole is an international organization. Yeah. Um, and so when you donate, it's uh, how do you want to say? It? It's like you you want to be kind of specific. If you donate and write a check here in Hannibal, that's staying here. Yeah. If you were to like leave us in your will to the Salvation Army, mm-hmm. that money's not guaranteed to stay here. So there's okay. specific language when you get to stuff like mm-hmm. that and investments and stuff that mm-hmm. you, you know you can contact us to to make sure it stays locally but yeah every dollar every dime you put in those red kettles at christmas yeah stays right here um and services those five counties that we mentioned and that's great to know because those um those bells are happening now in front of the stores so people can know when they put money in there that that's actually helping local people in the counties that you that one right there there's that familiar sound yes (laughs) (laughs) well and um for us that United Way, you know, that's one of the biggest things is mm-hmm. um, our counties almost align that are served. Yeah. yeah. And so that's why I send so many referrals also um, to Salvation Army. And sometimes people really up in Lewis County, they're like, so I need to drive to Quincy? And nope. like, nope, you can go to Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and there's always, you know, that's the one resource specifically really in Lewis County and Shelby County. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of resources, and so Salvation Army is one that that is there for both of those um, Mm -hmm. both of those communities um, that I rely upon frequently. Um, And one thing that I've started doing a little mock simulation with kids when I'm gathering with kids, um, and I tell the kids, you know, so you've all become homeless, and I hang up signs around. Um, you know, because we talked about this could happen to anybody. So I'm like, you have what you've got on. What are the What are you most concerned about getting? And so as I get ready to sneeze here, maybe not. Um, <laughs> I have a sign that says food. I have a sign that says job. I have a sign that says <laughs> there it is. Bless you. Um, I have a sign that says housing. I have a sign that says sleeping bag or pill. You know, sleeping bag or, or blanket. Mm-hmm. And so I 
hang those up and I have kids figure out which thing are they most concerned about getting first or finding first. What are you mm -hmm. most concerned about finding? And so they all gather around and go different places and it's very dependent upon the individual kid, which choice they which choice they choose of sorts there, and they all have their reasons and justification. Um, but then I pull out another sign, and it is someone who cares. Mm -hmm. And everybody goes to that one, mm -hmm. someone who cares about you. And they're all, they all go there. They're like, because then they can help me get everything else. Yeah. And so for Love me, that's that. what the Salvation Army is. It's mm -hmm. someone who cares. Yeah. Like that is exactly what Salvation Army is doing yeah. in our community. They're providing that someone who cares. Because then Amanda's going to sit there and she's going to sit with that person. She's going to chat. And if they are literally in a homeless situation, she's going to get a little pillow and blanket out of her little stash of those. Because that's something that people maybe don't believe that we have in our community, but it is. And she has stashed away groupings of these she's going to get them food and she's not going to get them food that they need to cook on a stove mm -hmm. she's not going to send them with a frozen you know ground beef or something no she's right. going to send them some pop top tuna i got so. can openers girl yeah exactly <laughs> but you're going to send things though that ultimately people need and exactly you have can openers because you are aware of the people taking yeah. that might need that right um so she's going to send them with what what they need that day and then she's going to look at a more long-term plan mm -hmm. of how we're going to get that person connected to some type of permanent housing, how mm -hmm. we're going to get that person all these other things they need, but it's that person who cares. And sometimes maybe within a person's personal life, maybe they've burned a lot of their bridges. Maybe they're just, they don't know people. They don't have a network or maybe they're all of their networks in the same situation that they are. So that's really where Salvation Army gets to intervene. Yeah. Or they're coming out of an abusive relationship and Absolutely. they need to feel someplace safe. Yeah. Yep. And that's a safe place you can go to get yep. some help. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a great point. Absolutely. Well, and there's also, it's not just homeless. I mean, like I said, you can statistically put everyone in a category, um, but each person has their own story. Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of mental health issues. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of addiction issues. Um, and those addic the addictions can go so much further than just drug use. I mean, gambling is very prevalent in every gas station. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you yes. can go play a slot machine. And those. I can promise you that the majority of my dad's side of the family mm -hmm. has issues with gambling. Mm -hmm. My dad was one of them. Mm -hmm. So... You know, and now they're placing those <clears throat> in areas uh, that it's very convenient and very yeah. easy. Um, and preying on people that shouldn't have that as I a... I didn't even say that, but oh, you I did. Will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and by the time someone generally gets to the Salvation Army, mm -hmm. they have already burnt bridges with families. They've burnt bridges mm -hmm. with other agencies. Sure. Um, and, you know, what I try to tell people is, yeah. They're homeless. Yeah, they're drug addicts. Yep, they have a lot of mental illness. Um, none of these things, I think, are something that's chosen by each individual. No mm -hmm. one chose a mental illness. No one, no one chose addiction. They chose to try the drug. The drug, right. however, is the addiction. Yep. And homelessness and all of these things follow afterwards. So one of the things yeah. that I love about the Salvation Army is you can burn a lot of bridges with us. And you can still come back for help. I may not help you the same way because the first go around didn't work for you. So we yes. need to figure out how it's going to work for yes. you. Yes. And sometimes it's just sitting back and waiting. Yeah. Um, 
and then connecting those people with the services that will make them successful. I love that because the, the truth is people will burn bridges, but I Twice, mean, four or five, uh, yeah, absolutely. But, but they, they need somebody that's willing to take them back because that's, that's going to happen. And they you, need someone to see them beyond what, what right. their, what their actions, issues yeah. and actions tend absolutely. to be. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, what a lot of us fail to think and remember is that that's still somebody's son that, or daughter. Yes. That's mm-hmm. someone's sibling. Yes. That's someone's mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I know what I would want for mm-hmm. my children. Absolutely. Or my parents. Mm-hmm. You know, and we need to just kind of clear the clear the gray mm-hmm. out in front of these situations and yeah. look at these people as what they are, which are people. Human. These are our yeah. mm-hmm. these are our neighbors. Mm-hmm. These are these are the people that are in our community that we're saying we're rallying for, but yet they're often the ones who are ignored the most. I We've probably passed twenty of them in Walmart and not thought twice about it. Absolutely. That is the truth. And uh, no, oh, no so I just want to sh- like have both of you share. So um, so why do you guys continue to do what you do each and every day? What do you do? It's what do you the, do it for? It's the pay, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. right? <laughs> Social service world is now yeah. such great. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, that was funny. Yes. Well, for me, it's, it's a personal attachment. My family was affected by the flood of 93, and my parents were building a new house far from the floodplain because I grew up down um, in Monkey Run. I like to mention that as much as I can, just south of town. Yeah. And so they lost the sale of the house, and there were three organizations, the Salvation Army, the American Red Cross, and um, like the Southern Baptists out of Texas that come and do disaster services. Mm-hmm. And they gutted every house, they re-drywalled everything, they came and cleaned, and my parents kept telling them, no, 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 we don't need your help, we're not coming back. None of those organizations would take no for an answer. So those three organizations have always held a special place in my heart. Sure. And so I've served on boards of at least the Red Cross and Salvation Army mm-hmm. um, for years since I don't live in Texas. Can't mm-hmm. uh, help those folks out. But then <laughs> yeah. when a job like this was available, it was it was just like, I love the work that they do. And when you have that personal connection and you've been on the receiving end of things, mm-hmm. it means a whole lot. And that's the thing. I mean, Amanda, and that house is still there? Uh, nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, just recently torn down within the last couple of years. Though. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. 2019, probably maybe got. Maybe even 21. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, it was it was fairly recent that, I know, that they like finally it, tore it down. I didn't know yeah. if 2019 it got a little wet. So um, it the, did. That, and I think yeah. that was kind of the mm-hmm. the end, the yeah. nail in the coffin, so mm-hmm. to speak, of, of Chad's childhood boyhood home. No. I was going to open a museum. I had big plans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The I big line that would have been way. I know, and, such man. a disappointment to everyone in the community. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. For you, Amanda, sir, uh, you know why the mission? Well, um, I was raised in the First Church of the Nazarene. Uh, their their belief systems are pretty well in line with the Salvation Army, very close. Um, but my dad was one of thirteen children that grew mm-hmm. up on River Road. Um, my dad also couldn't read or write mm-hmm. uh, because he was too busy playing hooky and going fishing. Mm-hmm. And then my mom grew up in Spalding, Missouri, mm-hmm. uh, which is rural. You blink and you miss it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's gone. That and Rensselaer. Um, and my mom was a local beautician. She also sang and opened and did a lot of different musical stuff. She was very mm-hmm. talented. How those two meet, it's still... It, talk about the opposites of the world there they were it um yeah. dad was a commercial fisherman uh, mom beautician was their primary and um 
you know, what we say about it's you're just one paycheck or one accident away from being broke. Well, yep. that happened. Yeah. At 16, um, or I was in middle school, so I wasn't quite 16, mm-hmm. um, probably 14 or 15. My dad, when he wasn't fishing on the river, he worked at a local scrapyard or whatever, mm-hmm. and he had seen a tugboat that was it was trying to topple. So he set this 1,500-pound headache ball down on a platform to get the hook out there to bring bring the boat in. And when he got out of the crane and he stepped down on that same platform and jumped down, that headache ball followed him and crushed his left foot. Mm. Um, now, you have to consider when you cannot read or write, yeah. you're really going to be sunk. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of years my parents lost their home. They had to file bankruptcy. Um, it, it was a nightmare. I, I've yeah. seen it on that end of things, which is probably why I'm a little um, really funny about how we need to look at money and yeah. what, what it what it means, you know, and if you were to get hurt tomorrow, what what would you do? Yeah. You know, and my mom would work up to three jobs. We would at times not have a vehicle that would ran, run, so she would walk to work, um, but not one single time in that entire trial, which seemed to last forever, did I feel unloved. I didn't have anything I may not I had a lot of wants because you know teenage girls teenage yeah. girls yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know mom worked three different jobs um, I still played softball in the summer and my dad was at every game mm-hmm. um, a lot of times we would have to go catch mom up because mom was working uh, there were just so many things that we couldn't have accomplished or we wouldn't have food on the table if it wasn't for the talents of my parents and filling in in other areas that were needed. My yeah. mom could cook anything. And my dad turned an old freezer, a brick freezer, into a smoker. And he would smoke turkey oh, wow. and fish. And my mom would make candy every oh. year. And though them doing those things and having that extra funding is what paid for my Christmas every year. Um, you know, so having someone who's been there and yeah. sees it and understands and hopefully has a little bit more knowledge... Um, of the resources and how to utilize that best. Yeah. Uh, I really think it's near and dear to my heart. Um, my dad was in the nursing home when I first got this job, and I told him, where he said, oh, he said, that's a good job, sis. And dad kind of mellowed out from the crass fisherman he used to be in his <laughs> older age. Yeah. And I have their pictures on my wall in my office because somebody needs to watch me. <laughs> uh, but it's also a good reminder of where you came from. Absolutely. And uh, to know that I always tell everybody, look, just don't hold back. Just tell me everything because I'm sure if you did it, I probably did it twice to make sure that it was not going to be okay. <laughs> um, I don't want anybody to feel judged or condemned yeah. when they walk into my yeah. office. I want them to feel comfortable and yeah. willing to speak with me on all levels. <clears throat> and, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. Well, and I always tell people when they call, I'm like, please just tell me the truth. Because, <laughs> like, if we get the truth out there immediately, and I'm like, sometimes there's even more resources for you. Yeah. You know, like, sometimes I can connect you to programs that are just because you're on probation or parole. Yes. Don't be embarrassed about right. that. Let's get right. this done. Yes. So, yeah, there's, yeah. So, there's just, it's near and dear to my heart to be yeah. able to do that. And I got a little touch of it when I worked um, at a different job because I would help people apply for um, heating services and things mm-hmm. like that. And if, if I could advocate or be, if I believed in something for me, it's not work. It's very easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I've served on various boards, and they have to be something that I'm passionate about in order for me to really 
get into it. Well, mm-hmm. not only that, just to really do the purpose of why you're serving. Sure, absolutely. absolutely. If you don't believe in something, you mm-hmm. aren't going to be able to advocate for that. That's true. So um, I came from both sides of, of, you know, the way things are. My mom had a college education. My dad had no education. Um, so understanding the struggles between the individuals and the families, mm-hmm. I hope helps. Sure. And helps them feel... Um, less judged. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I that that's I appreciate you sharing that story. That's my really parents nice. probably wouldn't. Well, <laughs> so really, when it comes to uh, Salvation Army, what can the community do to help the organization? Yeah. How can the community help get their big checkbooks out? Of course, yeah, that's the answer, Denise, right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of times it's as simple yeah. as a conversation. Sure. Um, if you've been helped by us, tell people. If you've um, seen your church group ringing bells, you know, maybe sign up to ring bells at Christmas. We are a 365 day organization. So a lot of people uh, say, Oh, Salvation Army's Christmas. Don't forget about us in the spring because sure. money runs dry pretty quickly. Yeah. Yes. Christmas is our big campaign, mm-hmm. but we're there all the time. I mean, you know, homelessness yeah. and, and poverty doesn't just happen at Christmas time. So right. remember us that way. And sometimes since you asked a shameless plug, a legacy gift, Leave us in your will. Sure. A lot of people want to do something after they're gone. Especially good in their community. Yes, and what yeah. a better way yeah. than to leave a legacy. And Absolutely. there's all kinds of different ways to do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a ton of ways that you can give. So many ways. It, monetary is wonderful because mm-hmm. it does open up the doors that we're able to expand for people who do need the financial Well, yeah. Help. I mean, everything costs money. It yep. is but what it is. You know That's what? The truth. Our, our store, our thrift store and family mm-hmm. store, mm-hmm. volunteer your time. Mm-hmm. Help organize clothes. Help mm-hmm. clean some of those shelves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can also, if you are cleaning out your pantry, think about the local pantries. We'll gladly take those. Sure. Take those items and, and someone will take them and they will they will be useful. Yeah. Uh, extra blankets, because even if I don't have a place for them, I promise you that I know at least two to three other organizations that are in need mm-hmm. um, that reach out after we're closed. Mm-hmm. And those organizations are also the ones that go out there to see those communities mm-hmm. and our neighbors there and help as best they can. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, money is awesome, but mm-hmm. it's not. There's a lot more. How did you it's say not the, the only thing? The fix all, the end all, it, it's not. No. Um, it's, I, it's a band-aid. That's what I tell everybody when they come in and apply. This is a band-aid. Yeah. So let's find out how long it's going to stay. Yeah. And that is dependent on how well they're Absolutely. able to really talk to me about their situation. Yeah. Amanda mentioned the family store. And one of the things I, I don't know that a lot of people realize is when you donate goods to the family store, mm-hmm. once it's sold, the proceeds from that benefit direct services mm-hmm. which is what Amanda does so it's mm-hmm. it's it's not just bring a place. all your good stuff. yeah absolutely clean oh, out a closet after awesome. a prize sale yeah donate it because that mm-hmm. does good as well yes and going in there and shopping actually yeah. that helps too absolutely I know there was a party in Palmyra recently where um, it was benefiting yeah. toys for tots mm-hmm. um, but it was a thrift store party and you had to buy I was invited I had conflicts I couldn't go but you had to go buy your outfit at um, a thrift store or pay a fine oh. and the fine of course benefited toys for top sure sure, sure. <laughs> but, yeah but I got I was like that is so fun mm-hmm. yeah so, that's cool and I'm like they don't know but they're ultimately 
filling both sides of the right. pot. Uh, so that's neat. No matter if you pay the fine or you buy the clothes at the thrift store, you know, yes. it's all doing all doing the good. Just all the, doing the most. The good. most good. Uh, another good example of of organizations working together. We have a wonderful relationship with Toys for Tots yes. here in town, and so when you donate a toy in the bins at Walmart and and Beals and other places around town. All the Dollar Generals. Yes. <laughs> Those toys, whether you donate to quote unquote Salvation Army or Toys for Tots, mm-hmm. those toys are still going to children who need it. Here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In our community. In yeah. our yep. community. I love that. So, what is the best way for people who first need help to get in touch with you and second want to involve themselves in helping others through the Salvation Army? So they can contact our office uh, by phone. It's 573-221-7072. Our office hours are from 9 to noon and 1 to 4. Mm-hmm. Um, our pantry services are Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. until noon, mm-hmm. and our neighbors can access that every 30 days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those are the best ways to get mm-hmm. a hold of us. Mm-hmm. Facebook is another great mm-hmm. utilization mm-hmm. with is Messenger. It just Salvation Army or? Cannibal. Salvation yeah, there's, Army there's a bunch of Salvation Army Facebook pages. Okay. So yeah, yeah, Hannibal, Missouri. Okay. So Salvation Army Hannibal, Missouri. And you probably have a website as well. Yep. Salvation Army Q C Y H A N dot org. Or okay. Salvation Army Hannibal dot org will get you to the same place. We've got okay. several domains that we've secured. Sure. And even donating your time, which we talked about a little bit like with yeah, the, mm-hmm. the family store and such, but we have committees and we have an advisory council here in town that's always looking for fresh mm-hmm. faces that want to help. So volunteer your time on one of those committees and then you'll certain committees will get down and dirty of, of what we do every day. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do other things, um, like food box basket packing, we have yeah. distribution things, so always looking for volunteers, and that's a really good way to give back to your community without Absolutely. spending a dime. Yeah, I love that. Yep. Well, time and talents are equally as important. As as treasure. important. Yep. I always tell everyone, you know, time and money are the two things that we always wish we had more of and have the tendency to squander the fastest. Oh, that's true. Um, that's good. And I, and I mean that. That's true. So how you spend your time and how you spend your money, invest in yourself, your soul, feed your, feed your soul, um, mm-hmm. and sets a well-set example for your neighbors and for your children. Yeah. Um, and it's an, it's an inspiration. And I, and I try to remind people, don't ever be scared to tell your story, no matter how ugly it is, because it will serve for someone else to learn from and aspire to hopefully one day. So those trials and errors that you're currently going through and you need help with, by all means, call us. Love and see what we can do and then one day maybe you can share your story to help someone else when did my angela join the interview wow <laughs> right I mean, you are that, that is, we're going to get pictures of of amanda with the quotes down the side yeah, yes and right. sell them at the family store there you go i've always so said you are super quotable like yeah. every time i talk to her i'm like writing really fast because you always have that's so, why yeah. i was thankful this was being recorded i'm like i'm gonna go pull some quotes out of that later uh-huh. so. absolutely but yes it's the truth and yeah it's something it is that people truth. need to realize you know you don't go through a lot of times people keep asking why does this keep happening to me and some people are like well because you make bad choices um i tell everybody you know a lot of times you continuously do something over and over again regardless of your choices it's because it's a lesson you're supposed to learn and you're going to keep going through that until you learn it mm-hmm. um and you just got to figure out what it is yeah and um yeah, you know once you figure it out mm-hmm. and you you rise above it and you did it not me you know people mm-hmm. thanked me for something that they accomplished mm-hmm. I didn't do anything except direct. Mm-hmm, but absolutely. those people invested 
they finally invested in themselves. Absolutely. And when you do that, it's not a thanks to me. It's a, it's good for you because mm-hmm. you finally took the time to do that. It's true. So, you know, yeah, people need that encouragement. Really, really understand they're doing it for themselves. I didn't do anything. Well, I think it's good when people understand that someone's rooting for them and and helping them make the right choices. I think some people think they can't. And sometimes there is no one rooting for them other than, yes, and that's where that sign, when I pull that sign out with that simulation someone who cares about me yeah and i could probably just put the little salvation army shield on that yeah maybe i'll do that the next i was time thinking you know i mean our slogan for a long time has been doing the most good but i like yeah. that yeah. someone who cares yeah, yeah. actually yeah. that's really good you yeah we're not gonna use that as a campaign uh, theme i don't think so you it's available yeah so well thank you for everything that you guys do for the community i'm grateful for you and i know there's so many out there that are grateful for you so um and i'm really happy that we can share and let people know what you guys are doing and and all of that and Denise I'm always so thankful for you and And we are so thankful for our friends at Muddy River News for helping (laughs) share the good and thanks to both of you for partnering and getting the word out because like I said sometimes just having a conversation telling people about us means a whole lot awesome yes well thank you again and I hope that you guys have a wonderful Christmas yes thank you Thanks for listening to another episode of Hannibal Focus. To learn more about Muddy River News, follow us on Facebook or visit our website at muddyrivernews.com. Mm-hmm.